Guys, how's my feed? Seems fine. Better than usual, which jinxes it. I say it's as bad as usual, but <laughs> well, okay. That's the, how is that different? <laughs> the same as usual in bad. <laughs> you said as fine as usual. Yeah. Or as good. No, I think you said as good as usual. We have to keep in mind that Nick's webcam is just integrated into his web, into his laptop, which is very old. So, what does that have to do with his latency? This is this is Kaya's laptop on a oh. on a wired connection. That's why I ask. Oh, see, I think it's I think it's better than Nick's yeah. usual. Okay, less well, just placebo effect, Rob, because now you're given additional information <laughs> to affect your. You judgment. guys, you guys, just let me know, and I will I will turn off the camera to my beautiful beautiful face whenever you need me to. Okay, it's actually started getting better since I, oh my. I first came on. Now you want to talk about placebos? <laughs> No, I'm serious. It's not jittering anymore. Mike, at the beginning, when he first asked, I said it looks as good as usual. I know. Up until that point, it was bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> up until I found out the connection was wired, I thought it was no, terrible. Oh, that's not what I mean. <laughs> uh. um, have, did we ever explain to our listeners how the format of this show is is adapting and evolving? I don't know why we would. I don't think we need to. Okay. Then never mind, listeners. <laughs> Good luck. Send your questions to Unwind Media at nope. Unwind Media. You could have either just stopped. <laughs> if you had stopped after Unwind Media, it would have been correct for Twitter. The fact you kept going made it wrong. <laughs> Unwind media at unwindmedia.com <laughs> slash <key> thoughts. <laughs> Can you please make that domain? Uh, that's not a domain though. Oh man. <laughs> URL? I could make unwindmedia.com slash creed thoughts. <laughs> okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> um That'll be where I finally import my blog. <laughs> We uh, actually, if if we you want to use unwindmedia.com slash Nick Thoughts, that is available. Oh, all right. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> uh, we have no follow-up this week, so I just want to jump right into the first topic that I see on this list here. And because I'm I'm I think I have some interesting stories to tell about it. And Mike, you want to know how we commute. I do want to know that. Hmm. I guess it's not specific commuting in the conventional sense of getting to and from work. Because I think that's how a lot of people interpret commute. Uh, I guess like, that is, I think that's how the definition of commute works. Yeah, I well, think that's well. <laughs> what commutes are. <laughs> but you can commute to a place that's not work, can't you? I, you're probably right. That's, Let's see what Google has to say on the that's subject. Literally, exactly what I was talking about. The conventional sense being to and from work. I'm saying just more in a general sense because the reason this came up is due to a recent adventure I had. That was related to the tuxedo and thoughtful gift topic uh, that we brought up before. Google says mm-hmm. work. Um, does it? Yeah. Is it slang or? No. No? It's just, okay. So I guess I meant how we get around, maybe not commuting then. It also comes from uh, mathematics. Mm. Yes. Mm. Commutative. Yes. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> Is that? Right. What I want to say here is that the dictionary says it it has to do with work. Yeah, but right. I'm willing to talk about how we get around. Me too. Both. That's what I meant. Yeah. 
Uh, so I had an experience. I guess it was my f- second experience. My first one being in Ottawa of using Uber. And the reason I had to use Uber was <laughs> <laughs> because I caught the last train out of downtown to catch the last bus from the train station to my house. And I missed the bus. Okay. You did not and make your connection. No. Well, I mean, I, if I should have, I was standing if at I, the stop. I was going to say, I've heard this story and I don't think Mike's, Mike's really to blame here. No, 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 I'm not saying he's to blame. I'm saying or, like when you fly and you're going to two, like give two individual flights, you can miss your connection through no fault of your own. Well, no, I, I, I to go with your analogy, I missed my connection because the plane just decided there, to leave. You left early. No, it just left. I thought everyone it was on board. It didn't stop. It, it like oh, kind of came, it, it flew down and then almost landed on the runway. And it then like, was like, no, it I like got plenty of fuel. And it was like, nope, just going to keep going. So that's interesting. That's even worse. <laughs> so, okay. If I'm going to put some partial blame on myself, I was in the midst of taking a snap to send to Nick. <laughs> Cause I, I had just finished t- saying, man, I hope my bus comes. And then as I sent that, it was rounding the corner. So I'm like, hey, I'll take another quick picture and be like, oh, look at what came. But <laughs> as I like finished taking the picture, I was like kind of leaning up against the bus stop. And I guess it didn't look like I was intending on catching the bus. Right. I just was hanging out at the bus stop at 1230 in the morning. And uh, it decided to just keep driving. It like it, it slowed down like two kilometers an hour mm-hmm. from what it was going and then just kind of and it's like okay well, it was like, I sprinted after it <laughs> and I was 10 feet behind the bus sprinting and it still didn't stop and I'm pretty sure the bus driver was able to see me because he was I mean, just done with the evening <laughs> that's what you're pretty sure happened <laughs> That's that was like, my interpretation hmm, of the event this is the last run of the night and there is someone standing at the bus stop I'm just gonna go <laughs> just not gonna stop honestly I would report that like it's not like there wasn't there wasn't even an attempt to slow down. They'd be able to figure out which bus it was if you give enough well, detail. I could tell them what bus it was. Oh, like the actual number yeah. driver. So okay, so here's the other part. I haven't caught the bus, this bus from this place. This was like the Somerset LRT. They kind of incorporated this like bus loop, like you know a bus loop, right? I think so, so. Like kind of like a little terminal pull-in area. Yeah next to an LRT station where buses kind of go to pick up and drop people off. So the last time I took that bus to the train station, like about a week after this event happened, it pulled into like this little bus loop thing that they didn't do before. So I'm like, well, maybe I was supposed to catch the bus from the same loop and I just didn't realize it. But I was standing at like a bus shelter, but there was no sign around saying that the bus actually stopped there. Hmm. So, so at the start of the story, this was on so, the bus driver now it's fully on you i think it's i think it's shared blame i think he should have stopped because you were like flagging him down but well i wasn't flagging it well after the fact when i was sprinting after yeah. him yeah before i was just chilling taking a snap once it was clear to him that you were trying to get on his bus i feel like yeah. he should have stopped because it's late and like that's their job is to keep people safe in addition to driving them around but uh honestly yeah it's also like twelve thirty on a friday night I think people might be a little distracted. Wink. <laughs> Wait, bus at 1230 drivers? Wait, what? On a, or, <laughs> sorry, a at 1230 on a Saturday morning. 
I'm saying people might be drunk and not paying attention. Bus driver. I was trying I was to wake and be classic I was not about it. drunk. And I was entirely paying... Don't give me that look. I was entirely paying attention. You were at my party, Mike. I'm just saying. <laughs> either. I was either. Socially, I was socially lubricated. <laughs> I was not drunk. Either I had had a little much to drink and no, you was did. incapable yes. of engage, or incapable of gauging how much you'd had or you were a bad friend who wasn't drinking enough at my party. <laughs> I know which I want to believe. This feels like a lose-lose situation. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Wait, anyway. sorry. No, that wasn't an either or. That was a this and <laughs> or and the or is you're just like three sheets to the wind. I don't know what that means. You were schmammered. How is that not the first one? Your BAC was above 0.08. Anyway. Okay, so what I need from this, uh, if you could first of all contact your transit authority in question, (laughs) and if you could obtain video of the bus stop at the time of the incident, I will need to see how you were running. And if you were sprinting with Usain Bolt or Quap. (laughs) On a scale of cloth yeah, to yes, same bolt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, I'd put it as a six. Then and only then will I render judgment <laughs> on what happened here. Anyway, the whole point of this story is that I was in a position where I had to either walk home from Somerset or find alternative means of transportation. Mm-hmm. And with my luck of taxis in calgary which admittedly was a while actually no not that long ago i, I just haven't had good experience with taxis right. with them being reliable and showing up i you remember like i used to work at earl's on yeah, 16th yeah. ave and i used to have to walk to my 56th ave home <laughs> which is far very regularly after closing yes. yeah it is far it's like an hour long walk um but i did that and it was fine whatever i was young it was summer i did not feel like doing that that night so I looked at my options and I was like, hey, Google Maps is saying it would take 15 minutes to drive to my house with Uber. I will take an Uber. And I did. And it showed up when it was supposed to. It had a nice little marker on the map where the driver was. It said what his name was. And it was great. I had a good experience with it. I was, I was still aware of my surroundings. I was taking details of the inside of the car. <laughs> just of the driver's face what he was wearing just so we're clear uber also has a feature in the app when when you're in a ride to be able to share the ride with someone so it will use your gps to to like it'll send a text to someone with a link that'll let them watch where you are to make sure they're actually on the right route oh for peace of mind that's good to know and for this is an uber x so i wasn't as concerned as if it was like a regular uber i don't think there's a big difference but i i my my comfort likes to feel like there is a difference. Mm. So don't take that from me. We need to know what kind of car it is or was probably still is. Uh, Ford something. Okay. It was a, like a Corolla, a Corolla type sedan. Okay. Nick is showing us a screenshot oh. of this Snapchat. <laughs> you were very close to this bus. I feel like it should I have was stopped. Inc- I was incredibly close to this bus. And, that, and it was still going like 50 kilometers an hour at that Nick, point. Nick, can you send me that <laughs> screenshot so that I can put it in the notes? <laughs> I was actually sitting and thinking of how best to share that with you. So, yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> Speaking of, since when is screenshotting snaps an acceptable social convention? 
<laughs> when they're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it has always like, been. Nick, Nick, you're very quick to the draw on screenshotting snaps. I've noticed. I really am. Was that a one second snap? <laughs> what? Because you can now no. you can now do. Oh no! To, I, yeah, you can set right. You can do ten seconds, and you can do infinite. You can just have it available until they close it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so there's there's lots of leeway there now. So you can do a one second Snapchat. Someone like Nick would have to be super quick on the draw. First of all, to realize <laughs> it was only going to be there for one second, and then to get your fingers, right. you almost have to be ready to snap before to screenshot before you or, actually open it, or have someone else like tap the snap right to open it while you have your fingers yeah. on the screenshot button. Yeah, <laughs> that would work. Um, yeah. So anyway, to answer your question, it was a Corolla type vehicle. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't it wasn't Uber Black. Okay, but it wasn't like a 1995 escort right the um the last time that i didn't take an uber that i needed to get around late at night and was questioning my options was the day before my wedding and i ended, oh, yeah. <laughs> I ended up taking like, two different buses and a taxi <laughs> because there were so many detours in construction i took one bus and then it didn't go it ended up having to take a detour around construction so i was like all right, I'm getting off this bus and taking another bus that was at this uh, conjoined stop. And then I took the other bus and it also got detoured because of different construction. And so I ended up about 10 or 15 minutes from home and I still was like, I could have taken Uber. And I was like, no, I'll just take a taxi. It's literally sitting right there at this taxi stand. It ended up costing me like $15 plus the bus fare. And like the Uber would have been like $19 or something. And it would have taken me honestly a third the time. Yeah. And then I always take Uber now if I have that option. Did anyone take you home that night? I forget. No, no, everyone was still there. I had to. <laughs> I had to. No, didn't I leave at the same time? Well, oh, you might have left no, you did. After. No, you did leave early because remember we chanted you out at the yeah. the bar that night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very fun. Oh, I had to get we did a reverse ransom note signed by the table <laughs> next to us saying that I tried to leave and was not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a good night though. Other than the end, the uh, part where I had to take two buses and a taxi and I should have just Ubered. It would have been so, so much cheaper and faster. Or got a moped. hmm. It's funny how like I've, my mindset of how things cost money have changed as I got older. Mm -hmm. Cause he's like, I'm not paying someone 20 bucks to drive me home. But I'm like, if I were someone going to go pick someone up and going like take using my time and my car and my gas and whatever. And it's like, plus the added convenience is being able to do it whenever I want. Yeah. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I do that with a lot of things now. It's like, if I were to do this myself, would I, would I, would I expect myself to be paid a certain amount of money? Yeah. And if so, how much? And it's usually pretty close to what I'd be paying someone else. Throw money I, at the problem. <laughs> exactly. I've noticed that like, well, especially at the end of Aussie rules night. And it was like, I think it was about a quarter after two by the time the game was over and I got out of the bar and I looked at my options getting home and I was like, hmm. I want to go to bed soon, <laughs> so I will take the cab. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I Instead of taking a train to then wait to take a bus to then walk another few minutes, I was like, no, I'll just, I'll just get the cab. <laughs> yeah. For me, the bus is so much of a gamble, I find. Like, you never know if it's even going to show up. Like, I've had times where, like, especially with the smaller routes, that if the bus driver is late or just is sick, it's like that bus doesn't come. The worst is uh, 
I was in London and like London, Ontario. That was the worst place for missed buses. Like in, <clears throat> sorry, in the summer months, they dropped the one route that I'd always take to about once per 45 minutes or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. And like there was one day where they had, they also didn't integrate with Google because that's the kind of city that London is. <laughs> um, so they had their, their own tracking app. And I watched the bus get closer and closer on the tracking app and then go by my stop on the tracking app. But there was no physical bus that came by at any time. Bus was spoofing. (laughs) Basically, yeah, I think there was a spoofer bus and I was like, huh, well, I guess I'm walking today. That was also like, I think that was, I want to say that was post hip surgery. Hmm. There's an app called Transit. The best app. It might be it's, the only app. I would describe yeah, it as probably. the only app. It's probably close to being the only app. And when I had been using it, it was it was good. And what they have is they have the local transit route schedule built into the app. Mm-hmm. So they'll show the marker like you're describing, but it will say this is the planned location of the bus, not actual. Like there'll be a certain like indicator if it's an actual location like if it's getting real updates but if not they'll just show where it should be at that time so that's might have been what you were seeing if that's what the app was showing is that it was where it should have been yeah i don't know that's the only explanation that i could think of yeah i would have to look up the old london transit commission app yep i have wondered sometimes about like when whenever there's a bus detour and the bus has to miss stops. How do the people at those stops know that the bus is being detoured? Is usually there's a posting. Is there always a posting? Like if it's if it's not if it's not a permanent thing. If it's like oh for one day there's like an accident or something and the bus has to go around it. Oh yeah, no, not for that. If, unless it's like a planned detour for yeah. construction, then they wouldn't have. Yeah, but if it's an accident, then they. I always know. wonder if you were just like if the bus was just driving one block east of you or something or whatever. Yeah, you'd be screwed. Yeah, how would you know? The issues with public transit. It's true. I'm I'm really sad that I'm going to have to start taking the bus again once it starts getting cold and snowy here. Unless global warming takes over and we just like skip winter, which would be cool, right. but terrifying. Oh, no, Rob, Rob, just... It's not going to happen, but... Just don't. <laughs> Rob, it's not funny. I, no, I'm not saying it's funny. I'm saying it would be interesting because Ottawa is usually one of the coldest capitals, capital cities in the world all the time, unless it's technically one of the hottest which also happens weirdly. Nick, Rob's just trying to find a silver lining. That's all. It's true. So fine to, to explain. <laughs> um, I ride my bike. That's my, by the typical definition of commute, that's my commute. And last spring when I pulled my bike out, I wrote a blog post about how, how it's hard to bike to work. Like there's a lot of planning and setup that has to go into make, making it so that you can bike to work. And at the time, that was because I had been taking the bus. But I'm realizing now that it's not that it takes a lot of effort to bike to work. It's that it takes a lot of effort to change modes of transport to commute. And so what I mean Sorry? by that is early in the morning this week, it's been, it was like between zero and five degrees Celsius when I left for work. And I was like, okay, well, I could bus like it's pretty cold i'm gonna be cold if i bike but i can do it i can layer up but i could also just bus and i'd be warm and it would take about the same amount of time 
but it would require changing almost everything about my schedule. And I was like, oh, well, it's, it's easier if I just bike because I had been doing it. And honestly, it is because I it changes the whole schedule of how I do things. And that by the time I wake up, it it completely impacts. Like I get to work if I if I woke up at my normal biking time and then ended up busing to work, I would get to work probably about 20 minutes to a half hour later than I would have otherwise. Like I have to get up earlier if I want to bus to work. Just because of the way the schedule lines up? The way the schedule lines up, the way I have to, like if, I mean, I could bus to work and then shower at work like I usually do when I bike, but I shower f- when I am at home and then I catch the bus. So the, just the way what, the timing works out. Sorry, we said when you bike, you shower at when work? When I bike, I shower at work, yeah. Right. So just the way the timing works out, it's it's right. completely different. And so it's much easier for me. Like it's, I'm going to have to undergo, or my schedule is going to have to undergo several changes, like pretty drastic changes when I want to bus to work. And so I'm just like putting it off as long as possible until some major weather event happens that I have to go. Okay. It's time to put the bike away. <laughs> I, I found I had a similar experience because at one point I tried to, I tried to change tires on my bike and I pulled off. A nut that I should not have pulled off. <laughs> and so suddenly it was like, huh, guess I'm bussing to work for a little while. That's when I worked at the bike camp. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I had a similar experience to Rob, except that nobody showered at that job because you were just yeah. running around outside all yeah. day. So that's a pointless endeavor. Yeah. Also, just as an aside... It was really interesting to see people for the first time outside of bike camp, like if we all agreed to go get dinner or something like that, because like nobody dresses nicely to go to bike bike camp work. Right. Then all of a sudden everyone's dressed nicely and like especially the girls that have makeup on instead of nothing. And it's like, my God, who are these people? <laughs> It's even it's even weirder when you work in a place where everyone wears like uniforms. Oh, oh and yeah, then, and then you see them like outside of work. It's like you're a different person. <laughs> what are those Weird. colors you're wearing? <laughs> yeah, no, I found like like when you're cycling, you're just it's amazing because you just go from where you are to where you need to be, usually yeah. pretty directly, mm. like. You don't even have the abstraction of being in a car and needing to find a parking spot. You can usually just take your bike in with you or lock it yeah. right outside the door. Yeah. And it's spectacular. And then, I mean, changing to public transit is like, okay, well, I have to catch it here. And then it's going to drop me off here. And then I have a couple options in how I'm going to get to my final destination. Like I can walk. I can take another bus that'll get me a little closer, but not that close. And it's just like... Bike, 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 bike. That's what I have to say. On the note of being more direct, like when I was working in the north and living downtown, I had I was either able to take a bus that was fairly direct, like as direct as you could get. It was like walk two blocks, take the bus, walk five blocks, and you're there. Or I could bike, and I live pretty much right on a bike path. And my place of employment was more or less right on a bike path as well, like the same bike path. So door to door, I could leave at the same time and get there at the same time, regardless if I took the bike or the bus. Because like Nick, you were saying, when you're taking the bus, you have to give yourself a certain amount of time to like get to this place, get there early enough in case the bus gets there early, 
right? And then if weather, yeah. then it's like, wait, it's going to take longer to actually like whatever. And then, but with the bike, you like walk out your door and you're there, like you're, you're on your way already. You're going full speed of how you need to go. And then same mm-hmm. thing, like you don't have to get off the bus, you don't have to start walking. So like you're just staying on your bike. So just the way the time worked out, like I'd leave my place, get on my bike. As I was kind of like getting on the bike path out of downtown, I saw the bus go by. And then as I got to my place of, or as my turnoff, I was where I get off the bus, the bus was pulling up to the stop. So I, I was mm-hmm. literally like matching exactly mm-hmm. where the bus was, which was kind of crazy that it worked out that way. But it, yeah. it was nice knowing that I wasn't losing any time by taking the bike. Yeah. No, you're, it's, it's really interesting how that works out. I find. And also I just as a side note, I found that on slightly inclement weather days, I was actually a little more optimistic about it because I knew that the, the bike lanes wouldn't be clogged up with pleasure cruisers. (laughs) You'd start to, you'd start to recognize the people that you'd pass every day because it was like, ah, you're going to work. You're not just out here having fun. (laughs) (laughs) The, um, I keep seeing tweets now. I follow a bunch of people that are kind of bike advocates and so I keep seeing tweets from the Netherlands just talking about how great bike culture is there. And uh, there's a tweet this weekend. So the, and this is hearsay mostly because I didn't do any in-depth research. I just saw a few tweets. But uh, the new, there was a recent election in the Netherlands and the prime minister on his way to discuss forming government with the king of the Netherlands. Uh, he biked there to the palace or wherever it was. And they're just showing pictures of this guy in the suit, like the new prime minister, <laughs> biking into this palace it was so funny and uh it just made me want to live in the netherlands i'm sure jt would get on a bike oh no not to say that he wouldn't but he probably wouldn't do it to somewhere he needed like he would do it for like a not a photo op but uh like a press event like we had like an awareness kind of thing or yeah our minister of the environment when they last fall i think sometime shortly after they formed government she opened up a it was like a boat launch or like a little launch on the Rideau Canal and then a few her and a few other people uh canoed or kayaked to parliament from this place because it like basically takes you straight there and like it technically like that's yeah that's just political and photo op and all that but it actually is very doable and there are people who commute by skate to work on the Rideau Canal like that's a real thing but it's very interesting how people can Mm -hmm. can use those self-powered commutes there was a there was a Ontario Today story. This is like probably about ten years ago, but they were talking about all the their story that week was how many pe- or how people got to work, hmm. and w- they actually like they stopped at one point and said, "So, um, I know we're getting a lot of submissions saying, well, you won't believe this, but I actually canoe to work.' Um, there's a surprising number of you who canoe to work, so like it's not going to hit the unique commute marker right. anymore because oh, wow. there are just so many of you. Uh, that's that's funny. funny. Yeah, like bike lanes in Calgary were a big thing, like hot topic. I feel like they still are for a certain group of people mm-hmm. who like to complain about stuff i have a relevant song <laughs> just heads up <laughs> and uh there's the big argument is oh why would we disrupt all this traffic for stuff that people don't use whatever and they put in these digital 
and I guess automatic trackers or counters for how many people are using the bike lane. So I assume it's some sort of motion detection thing that triggers an increment of number every time someone goes past it. And they have these posted along the bike route to show how many people have used the bike path that day. Mm-hmm. And it gets up into the hundreds and thousand like pretty quickly, uh, which is pretty impressive. And so basically for anyone who doubts how many people are using the bike paths, like, or the bike lanes, I should say, they, uh, they can be kind of shown that yeah. number and be like, Oh, okay. Maybe that isn't something that isn't an argument against bike lanes. Like there's obviously pros and cons to bike lanes, but I think are there cons? pros, well, yeah, it technically, takes out, it takes out lanes yeah. of traffic. Yeah. Technically you're, re- you're restricting flow of cars, but it's like, is that a car? A, no, well, Rob, like, it's a deliberate choice. Okay. You have, you have to acknowledge that that is a downside. It's a change from what people are used to it, a change. I will in order to with. accommodate the bike lane. It's a con for the car drivers. Okay. It's not a pro okay. less lanes of traffic is not a pro. Okay. So I'm not saying it's, it's a, a pro. I'm saying it's I'm not, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying, no, it's not neutral. It's, it's technically a con how big of a con. And if it's, if it outweighs a pros, I would say no. Sure. I think the advantages of a bike lane outweigh the restricted or mm-hmm. reduced lanes of traffic. But, uh, but as far as it's saying, oh, no one uses the bike, bike, uh, bike lanes or you can't really use that argument for, right. for a lot of these cases. Mm-hmm. The last time that I was at home in Calgary, I commuted to downtown. Well, not commuted, but <laughs> this is going to be a stupid thing all day. Uh, <laughs> twice, maybe three times, and all the times were by bike, and it was great. Yeah, it's well, so guys... good getting in and out of the downtown core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your parents live in a pretty yeah, it's very close, convenient location. I also now. don't use any bike infrastructure. Well, I didn't use any bike infrastructure. I use very minimal bike infrastructure because I. I'm one of the few people that don't really need it. Like it's to protect vulnerable cyclists, which of which right. most are, but I've been biking since I was like six years old on the street. So I don't, I, I bike like a car and I know how to kind of protect myself better. So, um, I appreciate it being there though. Like I really do when, when it is necessary. I have a story mm. about that. Um, remember we were discussing, uh, using earbuds when biking yes so i was on my bike going to the grocery store one day like a couple weeks back and all of a sudden i was coming up to a corner and i was like this seems wrong what's missing here and i had accidentally left my bluetooth earbuds in and so i was listening for sounds of a car coming around a corner that i couldn't see yet yeah wait what was the story no rob a few weeks ago asked me what I wasn't hearing with earbuds in. Hmm. So that's your answer. So so did you or did you not hear the car? I did not hear. I couldn't hear the difference between like there being a car and not being a car around the corner where I couldn't see them. Did it impact? And so like, then I took okay. I took out my earbuds and then I could hear a car coming from around the corner. Interesting. And so I was able to prepare okay. uh, appropriately. So Nick, to play rational advocate here. <laughs> No, you're the devil's advocate. (laughs) When you're in a car, you wouldn't be able to hear that other car coming anyway. Yeah, but you're also much less likely to be killed if you're in a car. Don't like... "Mm." 
You I definitely guess are. if you're in a car, you're you're less likely to be killed if you're struck by another car. Mm. The um, we had this discussion before, so I don't think we need to necessarily rehash it entirely. <laughs> but um, I I thought about that recently because most of the time, like once or twice a week at least, I come within probably six inches to a foot of getting having an altercation with a motor vehicle and uh, i i'm not saying that i follow every traffic law 100 percent of the time perfectly like sometimes if there's no cars around i won't signal for instance like i stop at red lights and all that <gasps> stop signs. oh my god um, <laughs> robert so cars first of all I, that's fine um <laughs> but aren't aren't lights aren't signal lights like a suggestion I don't think they're like a legal requirement to use, are they? I'm pretty sure they're. I'm not seeing legitimate. I'm pretty like, sure they're think... legal. You need to signal your turn. Uh, I feel like you don't need to. You're supposed to signal. You're every supposed turn. to. Yeah, it's suggested. It's a it's a courtesy. It's not legally required. I don't think you get pulled over and ticketed for not signaling. I mean, if you cause an altercation as a result well, of not obviously. signaling. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you make a completely legal, safe turn, but don't signal, I don't think that's breaking the law. Anyway, uh, so continue your story, Rob. My, my story relates to the fact that when I get into these close encounters with cars, I don't avoid them because I hear them coming. I avoid them because I'm aware of my surroundings and I'm looking around. Like I've never, I've never avoided a collision because I heard something and I don't expect to. So like when I had, I was, I was biking alongside a car and again, I'm very aware, like I'm, I watch cars and I see if they're signaling or not. And if a car isn't like, if a car's signaling a right turn and I'm beside it, obviously I'm going to either yield or like make sure I'm fully visible and ahead of it by the time it gets there. But in this case, it wasn't signaling, but I had an inkling that it was going to turn without signaling, even though I was right beside Mm -hmm. it on the right. And in the same lane, not in the same like, lane, like in the, well, beside it, like, I guess effectively on the, the shoulder. same lane, but yeah, yeah in the, right. in the place where bikes typically bike and that's <laughs> right. So if I had been further behind it, I usually will look and then go around it on the left as it's turning right. But in this case, right. I was literally right beside it thinking, okay, well this guy, there's like a 50, 50 chance this guy's going to turn. And so I'm watching, like I, I didn't slow down until he started to turn right. And I'm like, okay. I was right. He's going to turn and I'm going to get hit unless I like e-brake. And so I did and avoided it. But it was like, I could very easily see that if someone doesn't have protected infrastructure and they're not, they haven't been doing it for as long as I have that, that like, that's how right hooks happen. Like there's, it's so common. There's a name for it in biking. Right. Now this area that you're in or this situation, like you didn't have a marked bike lane, right? So in heavy traffic, I think vehicles are still supposed to give like a full lane width to a bikes. meter is the is the standard. Yeah. When passing, but even no. while driving, like along, just in general, um, one meter. Yeah, is the. Oh, okay. Is the standard. Yeah. Okay, because I was gonna say like the car should have been giving you, mm-hmm. or just cars around you should have been giving you a full bike lit, but like full lane width. But if that's not the law, no, it's then... usually a meter. Okay. A meter from. Like they should be a meter from you and you are allowed to take a lane if you feel the conditions make it reasonable. Like if you, if you, if you just take the lane in the middle, yeah. like don't give room for a car to be beside you. Because if I were you, 
well, maybe I wouldn't do that. I, I feel like I'd want to do that to just take my lane. If I'm in if I'm in heavy traffic downtown, and especially if I'm coming up to some sort of four way stop, I just merge with traffic mm-hmm. because I'm not right. slowing anybody down, and I can't deal with. Well, I don't want to be right hooked. Right. right. The so I will beat a car in acceleration every time because they just have too much inertia. But so so the only time that a car will ever outpace me is once it gets up past my maximum speed. So if we're in traffic and it's any more than that, the only time I will go and take, like, go alongside is if, like, either the traffic's going faster than me and it's just going to be slowly passing me, or if the traffic is stopped and there's room and, like, that's when being on a bike is so freeing because you can just, like, change everybody's mind in my in my mind, that's what I'm doing. I'm changing everybody's mind as they see me go by. They're like, "Oh, I could have been biking today." Actually, they probably just say, "Oh, effing bikes that are breaking." That is off. probably what they say. <laughs> they, I don't know if it's just an Ontario thing, but apparently, at least motorcycles and so I assume bikes uh, as well are legally allowed to go between lanes as long as it's safe to do so. They don't have to. <laughs> is that legally allowed? Yeah, I, well, at least that's really. I, I, I'm pretty sure I it was cited. <laughs> I, I think this is a case where you can say, I don't believe that, but I don't know enough about bikes to dispute it. <laughs> no, you, b- well, bikes definitely can't, like, can definitely go along the right side. The right, yeah, not between lanes, though. Hmm. I'm pretty. We also call that a death wish. <laughs> Why is that a death wish? It's fine, Rob. No, but uh, if the traffic is stopped, like, I'm not going to. I'm only on very rare occasions going to go. People are going to get cheesed and murder you. Rob, you'd be a very good courier downtown. (laughs) I would be. (laughs) Rob would be the best courier. Actually, that that was another thing that happened this week. So I bought a fixie and decided to learn how to do track stands. And (laughs) I got a side bag. (laughs) I, I can basically we talked about this at one point, but I could basically do track stands like I can do a cheap version of a track stand just on a regular bike it's not the only thing i can't do is go backwards to like compensate balance wise so what are you doing if you're not going backwards? i'm just going for like i'm on a i'm uh, doing um you're just going very slowly forwards yeah very slowly forwards as slowly as possible it's not a track stand no like a track stand is when you're going forward very slowly so slow so slowly that you actually stop and then balance no i've I've seen people who are not moving at all doing a track stand. That's what I mean. So if you are, if you're moving very, very slowly and then you stop moving, that's doing a track stand. <laughs> and I can do that on my bike. I can't do it for like 30 seconds, but I can do it for like three or four seconds without really even thinking about it. Okay. Would that not be considered a track stand in the same way? I don't know that we're talking about the same thing. If I'm not moving forward. Rob's trying to win on pedantry, no. as he always does with every single argument. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, if we're looking at the word this way. I mean, what is stopping but just going slowly to the point of not moving? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> like, I've I've had people... When I was at bike camp and we hosted like this bike day that they were doing in Wildwood, there was a guy who came up and just like stopped his bike and just stayed on the pedals, not moving at all forwards or backwards, just maintaining balance at will until I admitted that I was impressed. See, I would call that a track stand. You would. 
Yes. Okay. So what I was doing is a very short version of that because if you said, <laughs> if I said, oh, I can do this as long, I can do this all day, Nick, watch me. And then immediately put my foot down. <laughs> like while I was up, I'm still technically doing it. Yeah. So I can technically do a track stand too. There you go. I can sit for like, <laughs> like a non-zero amount of time before putting my foot down. Right. So I can, I'm saying I can also do it for non-zero amount, but the I time, think we can all, I think we can all do track stands. Mike, I think you could do a track stand. You just have to try. It's the length of time. I, I always do track stands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you can do it for a few seconds, it's useful. There's an instant where when I get on my bike and I'm not moving yet, I'm doing a track stand. Yes. It's short to the point of being almost not worth mentioning. Almost. 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 <laughs> So what I'm saying is in traffic, it is actually useful to me because you do lose a fair bit of momentum putting your foot down. Like you lose a fair well, bit it's of, not, I guess impulse is more like you lose the ability to just go. Yes. Although I feel yeah. like when you're actually, if you are actually not moving, doing an actual track stand, like we're describing, it is actually a little bit harder to get started again. I would almost rather have my foot down. Yeah. Like if I'm just balancing for the sake of balancing. You have not. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> What? This sounds like the argument that someone makes to a cop when they get a ticket at a four-way stop and be like, that was a rolling stop. It's like, no, I, I definitely stopped. It was very short, almost to the point of not worth mentioning, but I totally stopped. <laughs> Did I tell you guys my theory of how stops should actually be measured? They shouldn't, it shouldn't be, no, honestly, like this is separate from track stand issues. Um, I believe you. <laughs> I believe you have a theory on this. I don't think car, like I don't, first of all, I don't think bikes should have to come to a complete stop. Cars, I don't think should have to come to a complete stop either, but I think there is a certain momentum threshold you should have to meet before being able to right. go again. I don't know how you enforce, like there's no re reasonable way to enforce that without like computer chip in every car detecting this, but car bikes are able to go a lot faster and be and safely navigate a, like a four-way stop for instance than a car is and a car doesn't need to come to a complete stop there's just no way of enforcing how slow you actually need to go right. before you can keep you going. just you just make a roundabout well that too <laughs> well or and like the what you're describing for a bike is the idaho stop law i think yeah i usually get the state wrong <laughs> also if we're admitting felonies i well <laughs> i wouldn't say that well, not felonies um i definitely practice the idaho stop law if there aren't any cars around yeah although i mean technically if i was practicing it with cars around i would just stop which you wouldn't know the difference mm -hmm. what they could do is like you know how they'll have i don't know if they have these in ottawa but they have traffic lights that only apply to cars like if it says tra it says stop except for transit so they'll kind of be like an advanced screen for transit, but transit's allowed to like run the right. red, kind of. So you could have a similar thing for bikes, but at like stop signs, they're treated as yields mm -hmm. for bikes. But I don't know how that would work if you're like engaging with other cars. Yeah. Because if, if a bike and a car come to a stop sign at the same time, then technically the right of way rule should apply. But if it's a yield for the bike, right? then the bike should be able to go. Like, mm -hmm. I think that would cause too much chaos. Yeah, it's it's tricky. The, um, the other thing that I've like be, having now before I biked a lot and I barely drove ever now that I drive more, the other thing about cars is that you're like three feet back of the front of where your car is. So you can see a lot less. So as I'm coming up to a stop 
on my bike, I'm right at the level. Basically, I'm like six inches or a foot back of where my front tire is. And I can see much more of the intersection than I than you can when you're pulling up in a car. So you can you can much more quickly get to the point where you can judge that an intersection is safe and kind of just keep going. And then if there is something there, you can stop on a dime much more quickly too because yeah. you have less momentum. Yeah. Well, I think like you said, like you're just more ready to stop when you're on yeah. a bike. Like when you're in a car, you have to think 10 seconds ahead almost like – okay, if there is a car coming, how much time do I need to beat yeah. it or go and then safely stop if something happens? Like, yeah. With a bike, it's like, I'll go and I'll stop if I need yeah. to, kind yeah. of. There's also the thing where, I, I don't know if this is just an Ottawa thing, I definitely notice it more here, um, but that drivers will often incorrectly yield at four ways to bikes. They're yes, like, right. oh, that happens everywhere. Oh, <laughs> it happened a lot in Belleville. I was like, "Stop! I'm waiting for you. Go, and then I will continue." <laughs> the worst is if you get into a Canadian standoff about mm. it, and I'm like, "No, my foot's my foot's down. Just just please go." And they're like, "No, dear, you're on a bicycle. You go ahead." And it's like, "God damn it! <laughs> We've now held up everybody." <laughs> they do that with jaywalkers in Calgary all the yeah. time too. They don't do that with, like, with jaywalkers here, but with bikes, it definitely happens. Yeah. It's like, I don't do it as much anymore because I'm a responsible adult, <laughs> but when I tried to jaywalk in my younger days, it's like, just let me find my gap and I'll yeah. go. You don't have to stop for me because <laughs> no one else is going to stop and you're just going to get hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's, that was the worst. I hate driving in Edmonton so much in case I hadn't told you guys this week, but one of my first times driving in Edmonton, we were coming up this hill going north, I think. And I'm, we're driving along this, like it's almost borderline highway because there's no sidewalk on either side and there's, no, there's no median. Anyway, so I'm driving up this hill and then these kids like come up to the side and just put their arms out like this. <laughs> and I'm like the fuck is that kid doing <laughs> and then they just start walking into the stream like oh jesus no <laughs> <laughs> so it's not so much like please stop for me as it is like i'm coming in hey two heads seconds. up me and a bunch of other asshole kids are coming out into the street now <laughs> darwinism be damned we're chancing it <laughs> that's uh yeah that that sounds like almost like a parkway is it was it like park on both sides because i know like right near my parents house in calgary there's a, a road like that where it makes sense that there should be a crosswalk or something there but there isn't and it's just park on both sides like in confederation park there's park on one side anyway okay but yeah there's i would often jaywalk there because it was it's like there should be that's, a that's, cross here <laughs> that's fine to jaywalk if you're not like disrupting traffic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The one with the force and the force is with me, whatever it is from Star Wars. Like, I'm going for it. Uh. Yep. So I have to ask Mike, did we cover your how we commute question adequately or at all? It wasn't really a question. It was just, it was an interesting discussion because it was my first experience with Uber mm -hmm. kind of doing it myself in a position where I actually kind of needed it. Um, and then naturally it turned into a bike discussion, which I'm fine with. Right. That's good. Um, now Nick, I'm using public transit a lot. Yeah. Also 
I, I have always supported LRT expansion, but I, having taken it during rush hour in Calgary, I will never, ever, ever, ever question the necessity for more trains all the time, <laughs> more cars on every train, more trains in general, more train lines. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's astounding. Like I've heard the statistics on how many people it carries every day. And I was like, that, I mean, I'm all in favor for it, but that seems high. And then I actually used it. I was like, not high at all. Yeah. Entirely reasonable mm-hmm. estimate. When they're so reliable, like, especially in like bad weather. Yeah. Like, I don't think I, I rarely hear of trains aside from like flooding, which is the only yeah. thing they're kind of hindered by. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, like they pretty much run the same schedule all the time, regardless of weather, mm-hmm. which is whether the weather amazing. is hot or whether, whether the weather yeah. is cold or icy or snowy or whatever. Neither rain nor sleet nor snow will keep <laughs> this train from its appointed rounds every 15 minutes. Like even if it's snowing really, really hard every 15 minutes, there's a train that comes by and clears the tracks. So you can't, it's <laughs> yeah. never going to get covered. Yeah. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I, Mike, if you like that, you should go check out the TTC. It's it's magnificent. Toronto Train Commission? Transit Commission. Mm. Mm. Nick, do? I'm an Albertan. <laughs> is, we is hate Andrew? Toronto, so just just be aware. <laughs> is, it, is, that the, is that the New York subway clone wannabe thing? <laughs> I... What do you even say? <laughs> It's the Toronto train and bus and I, I assume you're talking about the Toronto streetcar train system. There's also streetcars. Yeah. I don't know. We were talking about LRT and he said that the Toronto one is good. So I, is that the underground? Is that an underground train? Sorry. Yes. The, well, the subway, subway. Can it be called it, the subway? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's a New York thing. Do you like, what would you describe the Montreal one as? Isn't that the Metro? An un- uh, underground train. Okay. What about the <laughs> London underground the tube. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the channel. You know, Toronto has a subway around downtown, but once you get out into the godforsaken regions of the 905, you start, they're above ground. But right. well, and they're called go trains. No, they're not. What? There is one though. There, I've taken there it. Are, there are subways. Yes, there are go trains, Rob. Okay, good. <laughs> but there are also subways that go above ground after a certain right. point. Like in Calgary. So why is the Toronto one especially good or comparatively good the coverage and like mm. the density of trains mm. also it's really cool when you're going around a curve because they connect all the trains so that you can freely walk from end to end and so when you go through a curve you can see like the rest of the train oh nice kind of curve and you right. can't see all the way to the end anymore like the bendy buses here yeah but like right. four of those and much longer since i've been an adult i've gone to new york and chicago and those cities both have really nice transit systems i think chicago's is the best one i've seen just because it seems to cover like all the lines merge converge downtown on this little loop and then they just split off and go everywhere and it's all really like organized and they come very often and there's also buses to supplement each of them it was very nice to me a good transit system is one where I don't have to do too much work to plan my yeah. route. Like I'll know, I want to know what routes I have to take and where to get off at, but I just have to worry about if I'm getting there at the right time mm-hmm. and how long to wait, like, you know, plus or minus, like, 
you know, five to 10 minutes. Once I get wherever it's like, I just have to get there and wait half an hour for my next right. bus. To me, that's a good transit system. So Nick, I want to hear about your recent phone plan thing. Cause you've been talking about buying a phone for a while now and you seem to have an update. It's imminent. I'm going either Galaxy S8 or Pixel 2, and I'm leaning towards the Pixel 2. Wow. Wow. That's an unreleased phone, Nick. <laughs> I know. And I recently had a mishap with this guy. Uh-oh. I don't know if you can <gasps> see. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, there are spider webs. <laughs> I, I went to put slip my phone into my bag, and it did not slip into my bag. It slipped to the floor. <clears throat> It's the Trans Canada building too, so like everything's marble. <laughs> marble is very dense. Yes, I'm. I'm glad it wasn't a result of your disability. What does that even mean? So, <laughs> I told Mike how I'm actually. Oh, uh, which way is it? I'm unable to bend my thumb like down without my index finger also pulling in. Like to the point where if I hold my index finger, I can't bend my thumb down and Mike doesn't believe me, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it makes it difficult to hold phones. Cause if I, I'll hold my hand up just to demonstrate, if I need to go to the near corner of the phone screen, my hand kind of like, is like, Oh, you're going to grab something. It's like, Nope, that's not happening, but it makes the phone situation quite precarious. Yeah, that seems like a real thing. You should... <laughs> should get that checked out uh, have i mentioned how hilarious you both are why would i choose to lie about no. something like that but it just like i understand that the, the body is weird and like brain wiring is something we can't really understand but that seems like the kind of thing where those those neural pathways are confused like there there's one neural pathway that connects both and it seems like you should be able to like train yourself to split them you're like very it's very useful to have like you basically don't have an opposable thumb finger system no no the thumb does oppose like i mean but the finger also has to Yeah, it, they do oppose. They just won't fire independently of one another. Nick, if you are shooting a finger gun, you're going to miss every time. We actually had this conversation in Ottawa. It was, it's like I was, it was also when I had to wear like a bite plane mm-hmm. for whatever reason. They said, oh, I bet you're a hit with the ladies. <laughs> Oh, man. Also, nobody has in laughter more infectious than Mike. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. <sighs> All right. So, yeah. Do you guys... Cause, so, I've been asking around, like, what, what do you guys think of the Galaxy S8 or someone who has a Pixel? It's like, what do you think of the Pixel? And I'm hoping that one day one person will say, man, this phone was crap. I'm never getting this brand again. And and then I could be like, okay, I think the choice is obvious. But no, like I ask people, oh, how do you like your Galaxy? Like any Galaxy version. They're like, it's a great phone. It stood up really well. I'm really impressed by it. Damn it. Okay. (laughs) As someone with a Pixel. Hey, how do you like your Pixel? Oh, it's a great phone. It's just tremendous. I I have nothing but good things to say about it. Damn it. Hmm. So in... 
as far as the comparison between the two goes, I, I'd probably go with the Pixel if it were me, just because it's from Google, like literally, and it doesn't have a bunch of the Samsung yeah, like I, crap on it. I've been thinking about the bloatware, I, and I will miss these headphones specifically because this is what I use for talking to people on the phone because it has the little dangly mic there. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I have trouble hearing the phone half the time when it's just pressed up against my ear. But Why wouldn't you be able to use that? Three and a half millimeter audio. There's no headphones. Yeah, it doesn't have, oh. it doesn't have the, the pixel headphones. Doesn't? No. Yeah, no. Why am I not the hearing pixel about two this? The Pixel 2 doesn't. It, they sell because, a dongle. Oh. Because iPhone already did that. And so everyone got off and got their rage out with the iPhone. Well, Sony had a phone that also yeah. didn't have the jack. But. but wait, there is a dongle I could use? There's a dongle you oh, could yeah. use. I don't know if I don't know if it does microphone as well or if it just does the audio. I have, okay. have not looked into it. I would that would solve all my problems mm-hmm. and all my reservations about going Pixel. But I like I like that the Pixel ends up giving you the storage space for your photos in original definition until twenty. And I also eh, details. No, nope. but you should think about that. <laughs> okay, so details. By 2020, hopefully I'll be making enough money where it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's, I can okay. finally pay for I'll drive storage. <laughs> but it's literally like a couple bucks a month. Yep. Yeah. I'm literally. Poor boy. Like, like I have to go to, a day. I have to go to free movies with free popcorn because it's the only way I can afford to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and also like I like that it, it sounds like with Pixel anyway, Google's optimized it to drop processes that are just eating into your phone's performance, which I have also had issues with. Yep. Samsung's not as bad anymore with bloatware. Like they were pretty notorious for having that, but they've toned it down a Do- little bit. There's there's still just a couple different things that like you can't really remove apps and processes for. I would I I would worry about my phone overheating if there were too many bloatware apps. Like some would of those you? phones can get really hot. I heard I heard. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they fixed that. The the third or fourth time around they fixed it. Have they though? Have they? <laughs> Rob, do you have anything to say or are you just off doing well, something else? So I I was looking up I want to see if it actually if either of the dongles for the iPhone or for the for like Android phones, like USB-C headphone thing would actually allow microphone audio to pass through as well. Mm. And I'm still looking at I mean, I mean, I assume if the dumb plug can do it, like a dongle should be able to I, handle I would think that. So as well, but you never actually know with these. I could be surprised because technology. Mm-hmm. Now, Nick, are you Mike. entirely opposed to an iPhone? Yes. Like, on like a hundred percent opposed. I'm not getting an iPhone. Why? He can't go into Apple stores. It's true. I'm on a streak. You can get iPhones at Best Buy. <laughs> that's the thing no, that's holding him back. Apple store. <laughs> that he can't go into the store. No, I'm just I'm not buying an iPhone. <clears throat> Why? Because like I, I've heard this before. This this whole I'm not buying one, but it doesn't make sense to me. Like, do you have a reason Sorry. aside from you're not buying one? Um, I feel you pay an unnecessary premium for the shiny factor. You're not going to like to hear this, Nick, but the pixel two is super expensive. I know. Okay. Come to accept that. And shiny. But it's, so, it's by, 
it's done by my chosen church of technology, which is Google and the iPhone, Apple church of technology, bunch of heretics. Mm. They took the beautiful gift of freedom and Linux and perverted and perverted and distorted it. (laughs) Now, I agree that you're paying a premium for shininess, but you're also getting a very high performing product with that price. That's so it's great. Not, it's not, I also it's not, like Google Maps, so there's that. They have they have Google Maps on iOS too. Mm. And it's. And I heard there were problems, and I haven't yeah. checked into the news ever since. Wait, you with Apple Maps? I, I've Apple Maps, yes, yeah, not Google Maps. Oh, like you literally download the Google Maps app on iOS. Oh, okay. Every every Google product you can have on iOS. Well, okay, I, I won't say every because I don't. I'm sure it's not exhaustive, but the main ones that I'd ever care about are all on iOS. And work exactly the same. Can you use the two-phase Google Authentication app on iPhone? I do. Authenticator. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. You can do. You can use Google Authenticator. There's an app. You can also get through the. There's a Google Search app similar to the, the like default Google Search on Android, um, that lets you get those push notifications directly. Like it's not, it is two-factor authentication that it comes to the phone, but they're not push notifications. They're like, um, what's the best way to describe it? Like they just show up when you log in on a new device, it says a little uh, notification comes up on my phone, says trying to sign in. And then I go Mm -hmm. and it says, do you want to allow this device to sign in? And then I say yes, but it's not really. And can I move my icons around to suit my preference? Yes. Really? The only thing you can't do is... So Android has the app drawer and iOS doesn't have that. So if you want to have some semblance of an app drawer, you have to create like a folder for all your apps and then put the ones on the home screen that you want. And there's no widgets in the Android sense either. So if those are two large priorities for you, high priorities for you, um, that'd be worth considering. But for a lot of people, that's not. So Mm. though for me, I I do enjoy having my various home screen widgets. Just to be clear, the the there is you can move icons around wherever you want but there is gravity in ios so that each page there's a gravitational force coming from the or i guess a weight coming from the top left of the screen so you can put icons in any order you want but they're gonna they're gonna be pushed towards the top left so for instance so the top left is gonna be the first spot that's filled the next one is to the right of it to the right of it to the right of it and then it goes down to the next row so they're really they're in order left to right like a book that's dumb you can't just have an icon free floating on any page why wouldn't they let you do that because they don't understand freedom like we do mike that seems like a really dumb thing to enforce Uh, yeah it's not like can you think of a reason aside from just ios devices all behaving the same there's no good reason uh, I would think it's just a holdout and it's not high priority to add. I can't think of a good reason to, to not have it. <laughs> it's like a lot of work to allow icons to do that. It's, it seems like more work to restrict them, but yeah, anyway. uh, I'm sure they have their reasons and I can, I could rationalize them, but I don't care to, cause I think it's pretty stupid too. Well, from the outset, their whole goal was to have a consistent iOS experience across people's devices. Mm-hmm. So you didn't look at one device and be like, oh, what kind of phone is that? That looks all weird. They at least all had some semblance of consistency. Mm-hmm. Well, originally... Which they're starting to move away from. But yeah. this seems like a really weird thing to keep 
restrictive. Mm -hmm. In practice, it doesn't really make any kind of difference, but um, I could see coming from but Android. it does, though. No. Like, I've seen some I've seen some pretty cool, like, home screen setups with wallpapers that had various graphics well, and stuff yeah. on them. And you arrange the icons in a way that's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And that isn't always top left to bottom right. As long as you have all of them or full rows, it it's virtually indistinguishable. But it is it is a weird limitation. So, Nick, to come back to your thing, mm -hmm. it sounds like you're a bit more open to Apple, maybe, knowing that you can keep your Google services and tie-ins. In all but principle. Mm -hmm. It and seems that's, very that's doable. That's fine. That, that's a valid reason, I guess. I think you're cheating yourself a bit by not at least being open to it. But Yeah, absolutely. I mean, teach his own. Your Where I... game will, will increase yes. a lot. <laughs> My which? Pogo. That's uh, okay. By about a factor of 10, I would say. Yeah, it's true. Honestly, it's mm, that much. It's a lot of XP. <laughs> um, well, not not like that. Kind of. <laughs> the uh, I'd be at level 40 in no time. <laughs> so my my lack of opinion so far on this Samsung versus it's HTC. It's not Samsung, Rob. HTC? Android? Samsung versus I, Pixel. Oh, means. between the two. Yeah. Oh, the two phones you talk about. Sure. My lack of opinion is mostly that I think they're both fine. Like I, I reviewed the S8, so I had it for about three weeks. Was the was the review? Now I have an iPhone. <laughs> this is not an iPhone. So when I ask my iPhone to do things, it does it this way. But this this uh, this phone does it okay. <laughs> not iPhonely. <laughs> But <laughs> no, that was that was just the tablet one. Oh, okay. Uh, the uh, like the S eight, they're both very like they're both modern smartphones. There's nothing, there's nothing really stopping you from either one of them. The and that's what I keep hearing. The Pixel will get uh, Android updates faster, and it won't have the bloatware. And well, it might have some, but it would be from a carrier or from like. If you buy it in the store, you who knows what you're going to get installed on it. Uh, other than that, like if you like the look of one more, go with that. But they're both going to be around nine hundred or thousand dollars unless you get them on contract, and they're both going to be like very good phones. You, the only reason that anyone would pick one over the other is if they already have one of them and they like it, or if they had one of the two in the past and they really didn't like it for some specific reason. There's no, nothing else setting them super far apart. Mm. One reason to go with the S8 would be the ability to tie into Samsung's other mm. services and devices. Like they've got a really good uh, ecosystem for their own products. They, they have a full ecosystem. Do they have a good ecosystem? Uh, compared to other Android no, but I mean, platforms, which don't have any. It's full, but is it good? It's good if you're an Android. It's not as good as Apple. No, or no, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare Apple. Like, like, I consider Apple's ecosystem to be pretty complete and relatively good. I, I wouldn't say it's great. Like, I use Google's instead. Google's ecosystem is really good and, I would say, mostly complete. Samsung, like, they have, like, S Health and S Voice and all this stuff. But is it actually good? I'm also, I'm thinking a lot of, like, hardware ecosystem as well. Like, mm -hmm. Samsung 
intentionally makes other stuff that behave really nicely with their Samsung products. They'll work with non-Samsung, but not remotely to the full ability. Okay. Uh, you know, just their smartwatches is one place, and then they have a bunch of other Samsung peripherals that that tie in really nicely uh, with their with their mm-hmm. phones. So if you ever think that you might want to get some of those devices, then it might be worth having the Samsung phone. And I don't think you're losing too much by having the Samsung over uh, the Pixel 2. Right. Aside from the updates and potential added bloatware on Samsung. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely a trade-off, but like I haven't found that I'm missing out on... like These days, the Android updates are not game-changing. Like not the same way they were back in like the Kit Kat to Lollipop to Marshmallow. Right. Um, but anyway, that that that'd be my approach to it. And having a Samsung phone, like, and having a Samsung smartwatch, I'd probably look at Samsung phones as an upgrade before looking at others, just because I have the smartwatch already. Right. Okay. We do have Kaya has a Samsung smart TV, but I that's I, yeah, that has nothing to do with the phone part. I recently fought with it and. Just, <laughs> unimpressed by all the smart tv things it does right yeah i don't yeah they're not really related it's a fine television but yeah i'm I'm thinking more mobile stuff but uh yeah yeah smart tvs is smart tvs i I see smart tvs as (laughs) as a netflix box because that's essentially all i use them for yeah well we we also use youtube but it it's constantly crashing on youtube oh like it'll just well sorry it doesn't freeze but it gets like 40 seconds into a video, which is long enough for you to think, okay, maybe it's got this. And then it just stops loading. And then you wait a couple more minutes and like, there isn't, there was an error and, um, don't know what to do anymore. (laughs) So. Yeah. And are you definitely better off with a Chromecast? Yeah. And using that for your smart needs. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. That's, Sorry, I'm with that. Tried to tried to rent a movie last night, like legally tried. and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I tried on Samsung, and because they have the Cineplex Odeon app, mm-hmm. and I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you know, like if I can just do it this way, like maybe it'll be worth the extra couple bucks. And it was not like I hit the button to search, and it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> And then I hit home and it was like, okay, I'm back home. And then I tried to search again and it gave me the rotating little yeah. like pinwheel. It's like, cool, this isn't working at all. <laughs> and so I saved a couple bucks, rented it through Google Movies and plugged into the computer. Right. Because that computer actually works. The Cineplex ones you can do on browser as well. I believe, and plug your computer in or on mobile. And oh, yeah, but I'm not paying the extra money. Right. Yeah. If I can't just integrate it. Yeah. We actually also rented a movie last night through our TV, but it was only because this is through Bell. So every so often, every like three months or so, Bell will send us an email saying, have a complimentary movie on us. And so they'll let you rent a movie. And then they say they will credit you within six to eight weeks, like a credit will show up on your bill. And so we're like, all right, we had people over and sort of like, okay, well, there's a movie we want to see. It's here. It's $6 and we'll get a credit for it. And like, it was fine, but I would not pay $6 to rent a movie just because it's on my TV. 
Like that's too much. Right. I would pay like three or four dollars, but so Rob, it's actually funny because we were talking about this before the mm-hmm. show, before we started recording. About Maria's like, hey, we should start renting movies, like on the TV, yeah. like new movies. And it changes when your schedule and ability to go out is restricted. Yeah. And then you see the value in renting a movie at home. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at now. And it's like, oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Like, you know, there's some new movies out that may or may not make it to Netflix. Right. And, you know, just as like a kind of nice little thing, you know, you get your snacks and whatever and you watch your movie mm-hmm. and uh, it's right there in the comfort of your own home. So. And I do like my, but, pop, my popcorn better than the Cineplex yeah, popcorn. Yeah, exactly. The, the only, I mean, that's, that's entirely true. And like, I totally get it that the issue that I have with doing it on a regular basis, if it's going to cost that much is that there's enough stuff on the, the subscription services we already have, whether it's Netflix, whether it's Amazon prime or crave TV or whatever it is, there's enough stuff that we already pay for, or that's included in our package that we don't need to go pay for another thing. Like we'll always be able to find Rob something. Just became a dad. How so? Dad, can we watch this thing? No. You have Netflix and Amazon Prime <laughs> and Crave. You can find something to watch no. on there. But I want to watch this one. No. That, that's not what no, he's doing. You know how much money saying, I pay for these other services? He, he's saying if there's a movie he wants to see in theaters, he'll go to the theater yeah. and watch it. Right? Oh, Whereas, I see. Right? But like I and a lot of other people don't have that option. Mm-hmm. Right. That's fair. Because by the time okay. you get a chance to go see it, it's probably out of theaters already. Well, I could see mm. myself once we get to like the point that Mike's describing where it's like, okay, we're not going to go out and I want to watch this particular movie and it's available to rent and I'm not going to wait until it goes on Netflix because then I'll probably never watch it. If you just have like, it's not, it used to be about, oh, I don't want to spend the $6. Now I'm like $6 for a night in to watch a movie. Like that's fine. That's like $3 an hour. Like that's great value for entertainment for four of us. But there's just other stuff when it's just me and there's other stuff that I could watch. Yeah. I'm like, I'd just rather watch that other stuff because then I don't have to deal with spending $6 a week on a movie or whatever it is. Yeah. Hmm. So do you guys want to talk about R- Pokemon Go in the last three minutes? Rob, you don't have any topics of your own. Well, there, this was enough. I, I, I knew that Pokemon Go was going to come up in the notes, so I didn't bother adding it. We're coming, we're coming on 90 minutes mm-hmm. here. The last time we hit 90 minutes was a long time ago. It's true. We talked a lot about transportation. <laughs> we, did. we did. Guys, I don't know anything it's about Generation th- 3 of Pokemon. I'm going to have to... <laughs> Me neither. neither I, do I. I think what I know is that Trico looks super cool. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> Should we... I want to... So, looking about- forward to Trico. And Swampert is like... It's water and ground, so it's like double weak to Trico. Quagsmire is water ground as well. Quagsire? Or, sure, whatever. What did I say? Quagsmire? Yeah, Quagsmire. The last last stage of the water evolution is water ground. So like dual weak to grass. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in the last three minutes... Now that we have the latest APK mine, when do we think that the Generation 3 is actually going to... The first Pokemon of Generation 3 is going to actually be available in-game? I hope after abilities are implemented in the gym system and maybe even status effects. So a long time from now. Yes. (laughs) Well, good luck with that prediction. Mike, what about you? (laughs) 
I think, well, they'll have an event. And so the event will start that week of or before Halloween, mm-hmm. as it was last year. And I think that's when you'll start seeing the introduction of Gen 3. And I think, like, current speculation is that it'll be the spooky Pokemon first, which I think is a good a good move. Mm, yeah. And they're all fairly irrelevant as far as Meta goes, so right. it's more just Pokedex filling in excitement, which, again, is good. I think it's... And then you, you'll probably see similar stuff for, you know, Christmas or just winter festivities. They'll release maybe some Gen 3 Ice mm-hmm. Pokemon. And maybe that's what you'll start seeing with these type events is Gen 3 types right. being released along mm-hmm. with it. Maybe. maybe maybe the far north will have a regional. Yeah. There's cool. one of the ones, is it Delibird or Smeargle that is, people are saying Christmas? Delibird. Delibird. Okay. Maybe he will be. Delibird gives presents. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. And Smeargle apparently paints eggs, so that could be like an Easter one. He just paints everything. But <laughs> oh, you could say okay. you could say paints eggs and make it an right. Easter thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's they have abilities that just or sorry, the move present specifically sounds like it would cause difficulties. Is it present or present? <laughs> present. Because he gives you a present. But it could be presenting. Oh my gosh! The presenting present. a present? Yes, maybe it is the dual present a present. There's a <laughs> so this this spooky Pokemon thing. Like there's a there's a Caterpie. So is it going to be poison dark well, and ghost? Is that the the Caterpie is like on a pumpkin? That's why it's but there. So it's not poison Pokemon. No, Caterpie is not poison anyway. Is no, it? No, whatever. I don't know these things. Clearly. <laughs> Damn it, there goes my you've theory. demonstrated pre you've previously demonstrated your knowledge of types and type mm. advantages rob that it's zero effectively there's precedent that's right yeah. now the only president thing i will say precedent both president the president of precedents so what i will say is i mean i have a two-phase thing with this like if if they give leech seed or Giga Drain to um, to Venusaur and actually make it work like Leech Seed and Giga Drain are supposed to work. I'm gonna have no TMs left, mm-hmm. like ever, <laughs> and I'm just gonna have to come to terms with that and and leave my Venusaur as my specialist wall breaker against Chansey and Snorlax and probably Slaking, whatever else has like loads of HP. Mm-hmm. So I know you have to leave right away, but. How do you envision those moves working? Well, leech, what's your ideal? <clears throat> leech seed. I don't know how they would actually implement it. Like, I trainer tips floated some ideas which seem to make sense. Like, you could say leech seed will be absolutely capped at a certain percentage of the HP that can be drained, but leech seed does like a one to one exchange. It knocks off in the games anyway it knocks off an eighth of the opponent's hit points and gives that to you unless it has the liquid ooze ability in which case it does damage to you Mm. so be aware of that but giga drain i think it refunds like it's 70 base power and it refunds like a 30 percent or 50 percent to you and so that would be it would be a great wall breaker against high hp types because you just get the hp right back and you can keep rolling through hmm. like they already have mechanics in the game that charge up things based on stuff dealt like specifically energy based on damage yeah. dealt right or just the defender regaining health or regaining energy based on how much damage is taking yeah so there's you could implement something similar to those types of effects where for every damage you deal 
you get health back or something like that, right? That would be so. great. Because, like, that's that's how Venusaur evolved uh, in, like, the the later gens, anyway, it seems. Hmm. Like, it's, it's meant to keep t- stealing, like, HP little by little and replenishing itself. It also learns the move Synthesis later, which is weather-dependent, but in average conditions, refunds 50% of your HP, hmm. which would also be a great charge move. You just vine whip until you can synthesize again. <laughs> It'd be great. You just never have to stop using Venusaur, and that's my ideal <laughs> end game. <laughs> Sprouts McGee will be the champion. <laughs> it's like, what are you taking into this raid, Nick? Sprouts McGee against a fire flying type, Moltres? Yeah, sure. It'll probably work. <laughs> just synthesis. <laughs> Thank you.